G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, after eight and a half years as the West Australian Premier, Colin Barnett's time at the centre of the state's political stage is at an end. He's now going to consider his options on the opposition backbench after Mark McGowan's Labor Party walked in with a landslide victory in Western Australia over the weekend. Well, Dahlia Messia is the West Australian State Director for the Australian Christian Lobby, and Dahlia was a part of our pre-election commentary on Friday in Perth. And Dahlia joining us on the phone this morning for a bit of a wash-up on the election. Hello, Dahlia. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me back. Uh, Dahlia, enjoyed your commentary and your input, uh, your contribution into our conversation on Friday. Uh, how do you think, with the wash-up of the election, the landslide victory to Labor, uh, how are you thinking about the overall impression from the Australian mm. Christian Lobby perspective? Yes, well, it was certainly a wash-up. Um, I guess needless to say, it was disappointing. I mean, I think we knew... Oh, the polls were certainly pointing towards Labor and everyone had anticipated Labor to win, but um, not to this degree where we've lost a lot of really solid um, members in the lower house. And I think that's something from ACL's perspective, um, I think that's what I'm mostly sad about, is seeing really great champions um, of faith and values in Parliament that are now gone and probably replaced with people who are just you know quite secular in their views. So we've certainly got our work cut up cut out for us, which is fine. Um, but yes, I think it's it's just harder to negotiate with people who don't... Um, I think it's hard enough to negotiate with people who are sympathetic and who are of faith, let alone people who um, just don't sympathise with your views. So yeah, we'll um, kind of just yeah, got our work cut up for us and it'll be like starting from scratch, but you know, we're ready to hit the ground running. Uh, now, just unpacking that just a little bit, uh, Dahlia, for listeners, because the Australian Christian Lobby doesn't necessarily take sides in elections. I mean, you know, you have the, uh, the Conservatives and you have the Labor Party, uh, but the truth of the matter is that people who hold a conservative and Christian foundation for their values oftentimes uh, are on the conservative side. So what you're saying is uh, there's a lot of good members in the Liberal Party who lost their seats on the weekend, uh, people who held to Christian values, people who Mm. you'd been working with as the Australian Christian Lobby and on uh, uh, numerous issues which are so important, uh, some of those have been lost from public life and therefore there is a, a true loss for the Christian Value Foundation in Western Australia. Yes, and I think, um, as Colin Barnett said, this is just the nature of the beast. And, um, you know, you do a lot of legroom working on these um, issues and working, negotiating with parliamentarians, and within a day, um, they're no longer there. So you're literally needing to start from the beginning again and um, just, I guess, identifying the right people who um, in parliament you can take these issues to and who will have an ear for these issues. Um, yeah, so it's it's sad to see great, you know, solid champions in this space leave. 
Um, but we're just faithful that, you know, we're all under the sovereignty of God and um, we're faithful that he has a plan and he's able to redeem um, WA. And, of course, the Australian Christian Lobby uh, is interacting with people right across the board in politics. Uh, I imagine, though, uh, it's not always as easy to have already developed strong relations with people who were candidates. So when you say going back to square one, uh, you're starting with a fresh bunch of MPs Mm. and uh, you've got to build relationship with those MPs. Yep, that's exactly right. And I think the um the best way to influence someone is by relationship so it is you know starting from the beginning and a lot of um these mps who have you know just been um who have just won their seats they're quite new to the game as well so it is you know you're starting from scratch you're getting to know who they are um i just yeah identifying what issues i might be sympathetic to and then using that as a lead in um but yeah as you mentioned before i see your works across the board with um, all members, regardless of which party they belong to. So, um, yeah, we're just needing yeah to start from scratch, but we'll yeah just see how we go with it. Dahlia, what does this level of change in Western Australia mean for the big issues that the Australian Christian Lobby is interested in uh, being an influence in? Yeah, um, I guess the the biggest one for us would be the safe schools issue. So. Um, Labor have promised that if they do win government, that they're going to allocate $1.4 million um, to fund the program. So that already in itself is quite a shocker to a lot of people and a lot of people who aren't specifically um, religious one way or the other. They can they just don't want this happening in their schools and they don't want their children um, being taught something that is just a theory. So I think that's um, certainly an issue that we'll be um, still campaigning against. Um, issues like you know late term abortion and um, euthanasia, all those life issues that's certainly going to come into play. Um, Mark McGowan did say it make it count that um, he does support euthanasia and you know woman's right, supposed right to choose. Um, so yeah, we've as I mentioned before, we've certainly certainly got our um, work cut out for us. And I think so- now's the time where the church does need to get a lot more engaged. So on those issues, uh, big ethical, moral issues, uh, Labor has taken those as part of their platform to the election. So uh, for listeners in WA, uh, you would expect uh, that as Labor takes the reins, uh, that those platform promises will be fulfilled. And there is a sense in which I imagine the, the floodgates will be open on a whole lot of these big moral ethical issues. Yes, that's exactly right. So... Um, I guess that we can only hope for that the um, they won't have the balance of power in the upper house, and that will be our you know checks and balances, so to speak. Um, so they yeah, we'll, but they certainly do have the numbers in the lower house to start um, creating policy and legislation on these issues. So it is um, a bit scary, I guess, for some of us in WA. But um, as I mentioned, we just you know need to rely on God, and um, I think prayer is very important in this time. And just pray for the leaders, and that their hearts will be softened um, to the right issues. Dahlia, let's talk about the upper house because <clears throat> the vote in the upper house uh, isn't all counted yet, and uh, no. it could be, uh, I imagine. Uh, some weeks even, before everything's finalised there. How soon do you think you might know impressions about how things will look uh, in the Upper House? Um, hopefully soon. So hopefully um, within the, the next couple of days we'll get an idea. I think um, the numbers 
all the predictions have already um, started coming through. So I think um, last time I read Labor predicted to get um, 15, the Liberals um, 9 and the Nats um, 6. And I think One Nation is predicted to get one and the Greens are predicted to get one as well. So it's going to be um, an interesting upper house. So um, I think, yeah, I guess the balance of power will stay with the uh, minority parties. Uh, we'll go with your predictions there. Uh, of course, I think in the media today, Pauline Hanson is predicting she's going to get as many as five upper house seats. Do you think that's a little bit uh, ambitious? I think it is. Um, I think, yeah, the latest uh, article I read was she's probably going to get one and will be lucky to get two. So I think, yeah, five years. I mean, it might, yeah. She'll certainly make the upper house very interesting if she did get five, but... Um, I don't know how yeah, accurate that would be. Of the Christian parties that were contesting the election, the Australian Christians, uh, they were the ones that appeared to be the highest profile and making the biggest impact. Is there any possibility, any chance that you might see that uh, somehow or other there might be an Australian Christians member in the upper house? Um, I think it's still a possibility. I mean, they're still going through all the preferences, so it's um, hard to ascertain at this level. Um, yeah, so it would be great. I know um, Dwight Randall, who's running for the North Metropolitan Region, um, he did receive a, a number of votes. And, yeah, I guess with the minority parties, it's um, harder to ascertain which will get which because you need to wait for the preference or the preferencing to come through. So, um, yeah, our prayers are still there. So, you know, fingers crossed and, um, yeah, we'll just see what happens with the count. Now, we talked about some of those platform issues, those social moral issues that Mark McGowan, the new Premier, has taken Mm. to the election. Uh, What are your overall impressions, though, of the new Premier? He seems to be a very likeable sort of a character. Uh, Your impressions of of him as uh, as the new leader? Yeah, um, I I do like him personally. Um, I've met him a couple of times now, and I think um, something I do really respect is just his very honest and candid um, with his responses, and I do respect him for that. I think um, he knows that we don't really see eye to eye on a lot of issues, but he's not someone to just um, say what he needs to to please a crowd. And he also is very personable, which um, you know helps as well. Um, so I think uh, you know, as the Bible tells us too, we just need to pray for the leaders um, so he can just lead us stay according to God's will and purpose. Um, and I think just you know praying for his team as well that they'll be able to lead according um, to what God wants. So, um, yeah, it's in terms of our issues, he's, obviously it's no surprises that um, he doesn't sit where we would like him to sit. Um, but because of, well, I guess I'm just hopeful that we'll be able to build a good relationship with him and um, it's something we've already started to do. So, um, yeah, we'll just see what happens, I guess. Dahlia, have you been reflecting at all on the federal influences and now the pressure that uh, will no doubt be on Malcolm Turnbull uh, Mm. internally and externally all over that preference deal with One Nation that a lot Mm. of people are pointing to and saying that had an effect on the outcome of the election. Uh, Your thoughts on Malcolm Turnbull, the pressure that he's under on uh, One Nation and their preference deals, uh, what are your thoughts there? Um, I think the preference deal would have had an effect, but not to the extent that, um, you know, Pauline Hanson is saying. So I think, you know, when she was speaking on Saturday night, she said it's all because of the preference deal and that's why we did so terribly, which I don't really think is true. I think, um, you know, she did make some comments specifically about vaccination, which really 
um, took a hit in WA and a lot of people were talking about that. And um, despite her saying this wasn't part of the campaign, if, you know, you say something in the public space, it eventually does get, you know, back to the constituents. Um, so it, it, it's kind of hard to ascertain. I think, um, you know, we need to wait for the people who are an- analysing this to um, for it to come through. I think Malcolm Turnbull is under a lot of pressure at the moment and it's, you know, they didn't, the Libs on the federal level didn't um, get the win that they were hoping for in the last federal election. And now this is a huge blow, obviously. So, um, yeah, I think they're they're in a bit of trouble at the moment. Um, But, yeah, we'll just, yeah, have to keep praying and just see what the good Lord has in store for us. And Dahlia, the Christian influence in the politics of a state and uh, WA in the limelight right now because of your election, but the Christian influence is uh, is apparent and necessary and oftentimes we, we might talk about the minor parties, the Christian parties, but the Christian yeah. influence is really across every party, isn't it? It's uh, the Liberals, the Nationals, it's the Labor yeah. Party, it's the Greens even where the Christian influence uh, is necessary. I suppose in the WA context, uh, you'll be hoping that Christian uh, believers right around WA will uh, take a little bit of a, a jolt from this and uh, mm. and perhaps uh, get on side with some of the influence that the Australian Christian Lobby has. Uh, I want to point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website for people to actually uh, get on yeah. side and perhaps even uh, give you their impressions. But this is a time, isn't it, for Christians to regroup and draw together and recognise yeah. that there are some threats that the state hasn't faced for a long time. Definitely. Um, and I think it, it, it is kind of a shame that we always tend to be a bit complacent and then something will happen and then we'll get that sense of urgency where we do need to act. Um, But I guess it's good in a way because it is a big eye-opener for um, a lot of Christians. And um, as I mentioned before, it's not, you know, our issues aren't specifically Christian-related. Anyone um, can identify with what we're, you know, trying to accomplish here. It's just being a a good voice that's based in values and based on virtues that we want to see elevated. And, you know, we, we... our priorities have always been children and family, and a lot of people across Australia would agree to that. Um, so I think, yeah, now certainly is a time, um, especially with the current climate um, of the politics in WA at the moment, where we do need to have a voice and we do um, just be not afraid um, to speak it. And it's really unfortunate that you just almost see the spirit of fear that comes across a lot of churches and a lot of individuals where they feel like they just can't say what they want to. And I think that is the biggest um, threat we've got at the moment. And if we can just break through that fear, we'll see that there are actually so many other people that um, do agree with what we're um, trying to advocate for. Well, Dahlia, thanks so much for your insights. Thanks for taking some time to share uh, with us uh, on these particular uh, issues today. We will be watching carefully to see how the outcome uh, happens in the upper house. And uh, you've got your work cut out for you. And uh, it is a time to uh, to regroup. And I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website where you can get some impressions, some resources, mm. uh, some commentary, some understanding about what's been going on in WA and indeed what's going on around the nation Dahlia, thanks so much for taking time to talk to us again today on 2020. Thank you so much for having me again, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia 
and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.